0: Happy Holidays from the DSR Network. We are deeply appreciative of our members and the year that we've had. To celebrate the holiday season, we are offering a 50% discount on either your first month or first year of membership. Members enjoy an ad-free listening experience, bonus content for virtually all of our shows, an invitation to the members-only Slack community and more. Best of all, if you become a member in the month of December, You can take 50% off the membership price for the first month or for the first year. Visit thedsrnetwork.com buy and enter code DSRHOLIDAY at checkout. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and code DSRHOLIDAY. Thank you very much for your support.
1: Hello and welcome to the DSR Daily. I'm your co-host, David Rothkoff, joined by the other co-hosts. This is, that's how co-hosting works. One of them is Chris Kottner. How you doing, Chris?
0: I'm doing well, thank you.
1: Excellent. The other is Riley Fessler. How you doing, Riley? Not too shabby. So you guys have been scouring the world for news and stories that mean something to people. What's your number one story, Chris? So,
0: as they debate uh, the reduction of fossil fuels, the increased production of nuclear energy, um, and the loss and damage fund at COP28, it was reported that Azerbaijan is likely to host next year's UN climate summit, uh, which would be, of course, COP29, um, following a deal with Armenia, as those two countries um attempt a peace deal uh, i find it kind of odd um i'm not sure what the selection process is for uh hosting these climate events maybe you can shed some light on that david um but azerbaijan seems like a a weird choice to me
1: well i think there's a an effort among uh the the community there to reach out to as many kinds of countries as possible. And I think the big issues that are emerging uh, at this uh, COP, uh, a a number of them have to do with the global south. Uh, I think Central Asia is an extremely important region that is uh, under-discussed. And so I can see a lot of reasons why this would uh, be the case you're right to note that azerbaijan has been engaged in a conflict with armenia for as long as any of us can remember um but if they have you know come to some kind of solution uh uh albeit uh, you know i mean if it's a if it's a if it's a reasonable solution um uh it does it does give the sense of a diversity of hosts um going from a you know a petro state to uh to another kind of a host, uh, uh, as far as uh, anything beyond the rationale, you know, the, the sort of the mechanics of the process, I don't know what that is. So, uh, you know, I'd I'd, I'd like to uh, be able to shed some light on it, but I but I don't have any insight. So that's you know, that's what you get with a high high quality news analysis program from 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 us. Uh, something you will never hear in, on, on on other news programs, which is when we don't know the answer, we just say we don't know. Riley? So
2: Israel has pretty dramatically ramped up its assaults throughout Gaza. Uh, the military is saying that they've struck more than 450 targets over the last 24 hours, which is far and away the most since the truce collapsed and double the typical daily figures since then. Um, The UN has warned that society in Gaza is now, quote, on the verge of full-blown collapse, uh, with the vast majority of Gazans now displaced and unable to access any aid and hospitals or overrun alongside food running out. Um, The Gaza Health Ministry reported 350 deaths on Thursday, bringing the total for the conflict well over 17,000. And Anthony Blinken had a press conference um, kind of drawing attention to what he called the gap between the intent to protect civilians and the actual results that we're seeing on the ground uh, on the behalf of the Israelis. So, I mean, just again, I think the kind of hope from the ceasefire, I guess, peace or temporary peace is kind of dashed now with, with fighting seemingly more intense or just as intense as ever.
1: it's a horrific situation if it was not completely predictable um it would be perhaps less horrific but it was completely predictable that this is what was going to happen um and uh you know it 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 doesn't diminish the suffering of the Israelis on October seventh, to acknowledge that the suffering of Gaza since October seventh has been many, many multiples of that, um, and you know we're 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 having a kind of dishonest discussion in the press about all of this um, because, and 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 by the way, this is the sort of the living definition of what a PSYOP, psychological operation is, which is that you try to minimize the amount of news from one side of a conflict so that you magnify the news from the other. So we hear a lot of talk about the Israeli suffering, and a lot of it is horrible. It is horrific. Rapes. Murders, families separated, videos of gleeful terrorists destroying communities. Um, But we play those over and over because the press is not only being given access to that side of the conflict, but they are, um, uh, you know, they are being encouraged to amplify it. And new discussions of individual stories come out each day. But the press has very limited access in Gaza. It's being kept out. And so we don't see the stories about individuals and families. Some of them get out on social media, but um, a lot of the major news organizations are not there to tell those stories. Um, And so it may seem, you know, Like, you know, there is some, you know, balance to all of this. Um, But there's not. There's just not 17,000 people dead in Gaza, and it is going to rise and rise and rise. And as horrific as Hamas is, as much as they deserve to be eradicated from this earth the innocent people who have died also don't deserve to suffer just like the israelis didn't deserve to suffer and uh when you look at the numbers 17000 dead 70% of them women and children 40000 injured a humanitarian crisis meaning that many 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 of the people left in gaza of the almost 2 million who've been displaced out of 2.2 million, which is essentially everybody has been displaced, are now facing starvation, lack of medical supplies, lack of water, lack of heat, lack of the essentials of life. Um, Virtually, you know, the, the entire infrastructure of this society has been destroyed and right now the answer is uh we hope this ends in weeks or months you know there there is no suggestion of a realistic way to stop this suffering and i believe i know these people i believe that the united states government is deeply sincere and wanting the Israelis to control this damage. Uh, And I believe they are deeply torn by their desire to support an ally and help ensure Israel's right to self-defense and by their horror at what's going on in Gaza. Um, I I think, as we've said on our podcast this week and, and prior, the next four to six weeks are going to be absolutely critical. More people are going to die. And the U.S. Israel relationship over this is going to either break down or Israel's going to have to stop this kind of fighting there. Um, uh, and it's coming, you know, over the holidays. It's, it's I, I just, you know, it's, it's hard to think of a time. That we've seen something this heartbreaking, and you know, the only thing that I ask is that I know many people are outraged at Hamas as they should be. Hamas should be condemned. Um, but I think we all need to find the compassion in our hearts to realize a dead child on one side and a dead child on the other side are both atrocities, um, uh, suffering, um. Uh, on one side and suffering on the other side um shouldn't be minimized that you know neither side has moral superiority here um, and you know I, I for the next few weeks, I think we need to brace ourselves for for more of this because the pleas of the United States to dial it back to for the Israelis to dial it back so far seem to be falling on deaf ears. Chris?
0: So a day or two ago, Trump um, seemingly was embracing his role as a dictator of the United States of America now.
1: Well, but just for a day. He said, I'm just going to do it for the first day. I would just be a dictator briefly.
0: He he would just be a dictator briefly. Um, and so he had an opportunity to kind of clarify his remarks, uh, with David's other boy, uh, Sean Hannity, um, oh, Gloss. Uh, and, and a quote, he, instead of providing a straightforward answer, Trump stoked controversy by stating that on day one of his second term, he would close the border and drill, drill, drill. The comments raise concerns about Trump's authoritarian tendencies, and critics argue that such rhetoric poses a threat to democracy.
1: Now, so initially- critics, pa- the critics don't argue that. Sane people who can read argue that. Okay? The president doesn't have the power to do that stuff. Yeah, okay. Well,
0: yeah. And, and uh, you know, I, I saw the piece um, initially. In a you selection. saw it?
1: Th- Hannity? No, I didn't see Hannity. Come you on. don't watch Hannity, do
0: you? No, no. no. Okay,
1: because I know-
2: Maybe Riley, I should, just to get the- you I, know, know, Ry- the I know
1: Riley's a big Hannity fanboy, but I don't.
2: <laughs> I'm more of an InfoWars kind of guy, but- Oh, yeah. Nice try.
1: You know, I was on, I, I on, on InfoWars once, because I had a book come out called Superclass, and, and it was about the rich and powerful, and- and so they thought it would be like you know there's a conspiracy to control the world, and I was on with uh, what's his name, Alex, whatever, Rush. no Alex, Alex Jones, Alex Jones, and uh, they were like, so Mr. Rothkoff, the uh, the Rothschilds control the world, right? there's a conspiracy to destroy. And I was like, uh, no, and they were like, so you're defending these people? And I was like, no. And it was just, it was one of the weirdest experiences. I'm sorry to distract you. Go
0: on. No, that's it. I mean, if this doesn't scare the crap out of you, um, I don't—I honestly don't, don't know what will. A dictator. He said, I will be a dictator. He didn't initially say on day one. When he went on the Hannity show, he then said,
1: I'll just be a dictator on my first day of office. There you go. You know what I think this, you know, what I conclude from this is these people and a big portion of the American people consider democracy to be woke. Like, democracy is just too woke, right? It just gives power to everybody. It gives power to women. It gives power to people of color. It gives power to young voters. It gives power to old voters. It gives power, get this, this is freaking crazy, to people in blue states. And we can't have that. That's why we say we're in a republic, not a democracy, because we don't want to be in a democracy. We don't want those people in blue states to vote. We don't want women to vote. That was a mistake a hundred years ago. We don't want people of color to vote. That was a mistake uh, you know uh, in in 160 years ago. Uh, it's too woke, and it's time to end. Everything woke, and that includes democracy. And NPR. And 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 you know, the pre- President Trump, dictator Trump, he's gonna fix all that. Feel better? Yep. Wonderful. Thank all, you for yeah, that. What wonderful. Where are you gonna live in Canada, Riley? Where are you gonna move to? That's a great question. I need to start thinking about these long term decisions. Yeah, and I strung, look, Canada's a great country, folks. And I think you know, you should visit, you should find a nice place to live. But um, it's cold And I, I personally I'm not up for that I'm like I want to go to Europe I'm going to go someplace where it's warm Where the food is good Um, at, You know As they build the walls But I'm telling you something Riley And I'm not kidding Here you are on deep state radio Every single day promoting woke ideas They're coming for you I know I, There's I going to be There's gonna be it's gonna be like okay where's Riley Fessler? We've got a spot for you in the concentration camp.
2: Yeah, I I think the Ministry of Snark is gonna have to be based out of like Toronto here soon.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I'll go do. If frankly, my preference would be Montreal, where that's that's excellent bagels, excellent bagels, excellent what they call smoked meats, like we call it pastrami, they call it smoked meat, or also great. Vancouver, a great city. See, I've only been to
2: Montreal, so off the off the scout out the other two.
1: Yeah, no, Vancouver is great because it's sort of warmer and it's very Asian, very modern. It's a nice, nice place. Very close to beautiful nature. Um, Chris knows all about it because he's from Massachusetts, which is frankly part of Canada. <laughs> yeah. Well, Well, I'm going to keep things on the
2: Trump train for my second story, uh, which uh, is dealing with his January 6th hearing. Uh, Trump's lawyers have asked Judge Chutkin to put proceedings on hold uh, in the case seeking to charge him with overturning the 2020 election, um, given that they uh, plan to appeal her recent ruling that Trump is not immune from prosecution. So the argument they're, they're going to pose is that he is. Um, and It's part of their long-planned strategy to, to, to delay the trial from starting on schedule in March. Um, I think it's no secret that the team is hoping that a drawn-out appeal process will result in the trial being delayed until after the 2024 election is decided, which they kind of see as their biggest chance to get him off of all these cases. Um, but the appeals in response to Judge Chutkin's decision last week that rejected those claims that he could not be prosecuted on election interference because it was based on actions he took while he was in office. Um, so, Chuck and ruled that there is nothing in the law, constitution, or American history suggesting that the president is not bound by federal penal code. So, you know, this isn't too surprising. I think this was kind of clearly the plan all along, but still not not great news for those of us. Hoping Trump likes democracy
1: for the woke democracy. Well, Andrew Weisman on MSNBC, when he was reading the, Trump, the Chutkin ruling, said it brought tears to his eyes because it was very moving. Because it's not only that there's nothing in the Constitution that says the president is immune, the whole purpose of the freaking Constitution was to say the opposite. The whole purpose of the American Revolution in 1776 was to say, there are no kings. There is no divine right of kings. There is nobody who is above the law. The, 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 the president works for the people, not the other way around. The people are the sovereign in a democracy. The people are the sovereign in the United States. But I'll tell you something. You can be um, clear on this point, uh, and, and you can still be a judge who helps Trump and you know the supreme court could say you know we're going to take this this is a big issue and so we'll deliberate on it we'll have hearings and then we'll come out with an answer in october and they could come out with an answer in october because that's when they come out with some, or you know whenever they come out with answers in june uh um uh and 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 the answer could be uh nope he doesn't have the right to do that but it pushes the whole case back and it gets you to the point where Trump, this guy who we pointed out to you is, is going to be a dictator, um, will just shut down the federal investigations the moment he comes into office. And who knows what he'll do to the state investigations? What will happen to those people? Will they be prosecuted by the federal government? Will those things be disrupted by some action that he takes? We don't know. So the courts can play Trump's game of delaying this, even while they don't like completely gut the Constitution. It's 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 ugly and it's scary. And honestly, you know, there are a lot of people out there like, oh yeah, you know, Jack Smith and, and DOJ, and they're moving fast enough. But it is in three weeks, 2024. And the uprising took place in 2021 3 years later and the, no, the you know these trials have not taken place yet and uh, you know i'm all for justice and you know i understand the processes involved and stuff but if the trials don't take place and justice isn't made clear prior to the election there may not be a chance to actually have justice done Chris,
0: um, don't worry. Dictator Trump will actually appoint a new task force headed by Vivek Ramaswamy and yeah. George Santos, and the, their goal their uh, their remit is going to be to rewrite the con-
1: the Constitution. It's possible Constitution's you saw, obsolete. You saw the story yesterday that like Melania wants Tucker to be Tucker Carlson to be the vice president. Milani is apparently pushing for that. Um, So, and there was a bunch of other characters, you know, like Bannon should be back in the government and so forth. Um, All chosen because they will do whatever he says. They will say, Yes, sir, boss. Um, So, horrible. What's your your story here, Chris? Well, don't worry because
0: we're looking potentially at four more years of uh, President Putin who has declared. That he will, in fact, run uh, in the elections that will take place next March in Come Russia. Come on.
1: Don't tell me. Th- th- that's going to be very suspenseful. To see it who really wins, is. To see who wins in those elections. <laughs> you know, because I'd really... You know, that's a job you don't want. You don't want to run against Putin because you, you are f- flying out a window. It's like, I'm against Putin. Whoosh, whoosh, out the window. Um yeah. Yeah,
0: it, definitely out the window. So, uh when he is reelected, he will become the longest tenured president um in Russia uh
1: except for Stalin. He'll become the longest tenured monster since Godzilla. By I mean, the way,
0: monarch yeah. The, the show on Apple TV Plus is really good. Legacy Monarch? of Monsters. Is it? Yeah. Really I good.
1: I haven't seen that. I've been Godzilla
0: watching Godzilla and, and the whole gang.
1: Riley's a big Godzilla fan. <laughs> I had no idea. I've been watching Slow Horses, which is fantastic. It's fantastic spy show. Gary Oldman, third season. Excellent. Strongly recommend it. There are not many great TV series. There's like one or two a year. Slow Horses is definitely one of them. What's your finale? Here,
2: well, keeping Ryan? things legal, uh, Hunter Biden has been indicted on tax charges.
1: Oh, Jesus, yep. Hunter, Hunter,
2: I had to cover it, though. Um, Special Counsel David Weiss has filed a second indictment against Hunter Biden, this time on tax charges. He's been charged by a grand jury in California with nine counts of filing, of failing to file and pay taxes, tax evasion, and filing false tax returns. Three of the charges are felonies and six are misdemeanors. Um, so prosecutors accuse him of failing to pay at least $1.4 million in taxes uh, from 2016 through 2019. Um, So this is just kind of part of their ongoing effort to nail down Hunter Biden on something and tie it to Joe Biden, the second half of which has been a miserable failure. Um, They have not been able to tie this to Joe Biden really in any way. But, you know, kind of remains to be seen what the result of this will be. His other charge was for gun possession. Um, So just kind of ongoing legal battle Curious to see where this goes.
1: Are you? Are you curious? I mean, this doesn't look good. And I got to tell you, the elements of this thing, I mean, this guy was having a hard time. He was abusing substances. He was, you know, he was in a bad cycle. And hopefully he's breaking out of that, that cycle. Um, but the description in this uh, uh charges about the amount of money spent on pornography on on women in various ways um on you know just the the nature of his lifestyle instead of paying taxes not good um you wonder how it is that this case was almost resolved and put behind us, um, and now it's descending into all of this. The other thing that you have to ask yourself is, how would cases like this be resolved under the Trump DOJ? Um, What would happen to a guy like this under the Trump DOJ? What would happen to the IRS under the Trump DOJ? How many other people would be uh, audited, charged, convicted, jailed uh, for things that in the past might have resulted in a settlement or even finding against somebody but not going to jail? Uh, Will the IRS be weaponized? Will the DOJ be weaponized? Uh, If you think we're hammering these issues too hard, uh, we're not. We've never lived in a time like this. We've never had an election like this. We've never had a moment where if one presidential candidate wins, we don't know what's going to happen starting the next day. We don't know what's going to happen once he's inaugurated in terms of the way this country works. Um, That's where we are, folks. Um, uh, It's not a great way uh, to send you off into the weekend uh, and we promise next week and throughout the holiday season, each and every day, Chris and Riley will try to find at least one upbeat story um, to just, you know, as our, our kind of news advent calendar. Um, so that each and every wave day from now until Christmas, we try to find something positive. And I'll even look for them. I'll even do some of the work. And try to find one decent story to cheer you up in the face of all of these things, um, but we can't we can't pretend the other stuff doesn't exist. Uh, until then, have a good weekend. Be healthy. Thank you for listening. Listen to our other programming. Uh, become a member. Support the DSR Network. If you are in Washington on Monday, uh, December eleventh, and you want to attend uh, the event we are doing with National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, and you're a member go to RM fessler at the DSR network let him know you're coming uh, but if you do that you got to show up because this is very limited audience very special event but because you're a member you get to do this and we're gonna do events like this every couple of months so it's great benefit of membership um, and uh, we hope to see you there till then thank you Thank you Riley thank you Chris bye bye